0: Hi, I'm Megan Henné, and you're listening to Toro Town Talks.
1: Megan Henné is the CEO and co-founder of Zip Sprout, a company that matches businesses with local marketing opportunities. She's also a columnist for Marketing Land, as well as the host of her own podcast, The Zip. Megan is a true liberal arts major, having combined English, French, and creative writing. But a large share of her colleagues is made up of developers from the tech world. In our conversation, she talks about what it's like for a liberal arts major to work with developers, and she also shares her thoughts on whether or not it's fair to demand from a job that it doesn't bore you. Megan Hanay is part of American Underground in Durham, North Carolina, also known as the startup capital of the South. This episode of Tar Town Talks was recorded at American Underground, and it's part of a series on the wide range of talents and businesses that occupy this unique community in downtown Durham. The first question for Megan is, of course, what has happened on a workday if it's been a really good one?
0: Oh, wow. Um, I feel like when I've had a really good day of work, uh, lately especially because I'm part of spreading the word about a company is, telling getting people in the industry to know about your company so when i've had a really good day i feel like a lot of the work that i've been putting forward for the past few weeks has paid off so maybe i met someone at a conference and finally a deal is working out and they're going to become a client or i get an email from someone that maybe i haven't talked to in a few months but they want to collaborate on something so i feel like when it's a good day it's one of those days that I feel like sometimes every once in a while one of those days just comes about where you get kind of five different things start rolling at the same time and it's really exciting and you feel the energy of of your work and you're like, yeah, this is working, this is going really well. Um, Because I feel like a lot of days are kind of just you're working, you know, and you're putting in the effort and maybe you're not always seeing the results. So on the days the results come in, you're like, all right, yeah, all this work has been for something. Oh, yeah. You're a very
1: classical liberal arts major. You've studied English, French, and uh, creative writing. It doesn't really get much more liberal artsy than that. (laughs) And I know that you've joked that no one is hiring people to write essays about the symbolism of much ado about nothing. Does that mean you feel that your degree is largely useless in terms of building a career?
0: Uh, Yes and no. I mean, on the one hand, I was definitely in college not one of those people that really knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. I like... I like learning, I like information, and I liked being an English major and a friend. I like reading and I like distilling the information I learn into, uh, you know, uh, papers with with topics and hypotheses and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I don't think, I don't really like, you know, sit around and regret my college major. I do wish that maybe I had dropped one of those for a computer science degree. So I do regret that in a way, but. I don't regret not choosing some other path because I loved taking those liberal arts classes and they taught me how to think and how to write. And, and I can talk about books that I read in French class. You know, like that's cool. <laughs> like it's a little esoteric, but it's cool. So yeah. yeah, I don't regret that.
1: Well, would you be coding if you had taken that computer science class?
0: What would I be coding? Or, mm-hmm. um, What if I made an Airbnb, but for artists and it was free and you could just like, go stay in someone's summer home during the winter that they're not using and work on your novel. Like, wouldn't that be a cool website? Like, I probably would have built that, you know, just to, like, see if anyone wanted to use it. But I can't build that. So, you know, just I probably would have would do a thing that I think a lot of people who are developers do, which is like have a random idea and then spend a weekend like. Yeah. Um, whereas the best I can do is mock-ups in, in Sketch or Photoshop or something. But, All right.
1: Um, I actually had a question about working with developers who probably have that computer science background that yeah. you then don't have. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel that your liberal artsy approach has worked out for you in that type of uh, working relationship?
0: That's a good question. I feel like – it's a learned skill. So it's something I I really had to learn over time. I remember my very first internship, like right out of college, like they were, like I was working with a couple of people and they were like, oh, beta. We hate it when things are in beta. And I was like, what's beta? Like, I don't, I've never heard of that before. So like, it's just a whole vocabulary that you have to learn. But I actually think, obviously learning how to code takes months to years, and it's a pretty arduous process. But I also think that there is a mindset you can develop that can really help. And if you start to understand the basics, how computers work, how coding works, what is possible, what isn't possible, and that's something I've developed just by working in tech companies and with developers. And so now when I talk to developers, I have an okay sense of what to ask for and a lot of times being like, okay, is this possible? But if so, will it take five weeks or five hours? And, and then building things out in that sense. So I think it's a lot of kind of just understanding how the process works.
1: So now that you've founded your own business with Hip Sprout, could you ever go back to a traditional nine to five kind of life?
0: Maybe. I, it would have to be with a company that I felt there was a lot of flexibility in, not only in terms of, I can leave the office at 3 p.m., you know, as long as you're worked on that, you don't feel trapped, but also in terms of projects that you work on. I think that's an issue I've had, uh, I've had where I'm in a job, and I'm like, okay, I've learned this, I want to grow, I want to do the next thing, and they're like, well, kind of like what you're doing right now, actually, like, you just stay there doing that, because it's great, and I'm like, no, but I'm bored, so I think it would have to be with a company that I'd be like, look, I get pretty bored pretty easily and I need a lot of different projects. And if they were willing to do that, um, maybe, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't mean this uh, as anything offensive <laughs> at all, but do you feel that any, at any point that, that that approach is maybe that it can come across to other people as a little bit spoiled? Hmm. I only want to do what I want to do. I get bored easily. Don't ask me to do things that I don't want to do.
0: You know, I think, no, I don't think so. Because I guess being a manager now, I think all of my team members have strengths and weaknesses. Um, Obviously, I do need to suck it up a little bit. You you couldn't expect a, a company to be like, sure, we'll just, if you're bored of something, we'll make you stop tomorrow. Like, you know, there needs to be some flexibility. Um, But at the same time, like I have team members who are really okay with just keeping up with the same thing. And I've had people who definitely want to grow. And I think when you have someone who works for you that really wants to grow and really wants to change, what you can say is like, okay, I can't guarantee that your job won't be tedious some of the time, but I can guarantee that you'll at least have some projects that at least half of your work hours or at least a certain nice percentage of your work hours will be challenging new things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to accept that. I, you know, I understand there has to be some give and take.
1: Yeah. Uh, with the success you've achieved thus far, how much of it is the result of careful planning and how much is due to sheer serendipity?
0: I don't want to say serendipity because that sounds like you're just like standing in the street and like rose petals fall on you, you know. Um, I would say it's due to hard work, but strategic hard work. I know... I. Th- have a pretty good gut for when I need to either work in a different direction in a current job or learn a new skill to move on. Or I just, I've, I've been pretty good in my career figuring out what my next step was, figuring out what my options are from there. And, and
1: so. So, so you don't feel particularly lucky to be where you are?
0: I mean, I think I've been privileged, certainly. Like, if, You know, I was born into like a middle-class American family, so I, I you know, Um, so lucky in that sense, yes, like I, have definitely had opportunities, people, other people haven't, but I don't know, I, I guess things have worked, some things have worked out really well. Some things haven't worked out so well. So yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a, maybe I should, I I mean, (laughs) gratitude is good for you. So I probably should think more about how I'm lucky. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But what advice would you give to others, uh, in terms of, uh, running a business?
0: Um, It's hard um, and you really do have to learn your own way. You really have to learn yourself very well, how you interact with people. I would especially say you have to be willing to uh, take a hard look at your own weaknesses because in my own experience and experience with previous bosses I've had, I think a lot of times uh, especially maybe even people who go into entrepreneurship because I think it takes a lot of confidence and I think sometimes confident people may sometimes not always be the most wanting to look at their own weaknesses because that makes you a little more humble. But I think I think it's important to know where you suck because everyone sucks somewhere. And I'm glad I have a co-founder who pushes me to to be better with uh, company finances because that's I know that's a weakness of mine. So you know I've I have read some. Back to the advice thing. I have read some advice that the best thing you can do in a career in general is to focus on your strengths and not not try to be an all-around great person because no one can be. But if you can build up your strengths, then you have some things that you're amazing at. Learn yourself, I think, is, is really good business advice.
1: You should start a professional self-awareness course.
0: Oh, my God. That'd be so fun. Like, just in general. Yeah.
1: Cut people down a notch.
0: No, I don't think it is. I don't think it's, I think it's being, I think learning about yourself is like one of the coolest things. Hopefully it doesn't cut someone down too much to realize that they're not great at everything. No, that was it. Awesome. Cool, thanks so much. Thank you. This is fun.
1: That concludes the fourth installment of Tarotown Talks. Next week, my guest will be Gabriel Engutz, the founder of Runaway. If you're from Durham and you don't already know who Gabe is, you'll probably know his iconic t-shirt designs, many of which feature the letters D-U-R-M. This episode was produced, recorded, and edited by me, Michael Elbeck, and the theme tune for Tarotown Talks was composed and recorded by Granddaddy's own Jason Lytle. Thank you for listening, subscribe if you're so inclined, and I'll catch you next week.